Hello, thank you for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, the Director of Communications at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I am speaking with Mike Hogan, the Managing Director at Thompson Duke Industrial, which is a leading original equipment manufacturer supplying cannabis oil vaporizer device filling and capping equipment to the cannabis industry. With over three decades of automation engineering experience, Mike oversees the team that designs, manufactures, and distributes a line of patented filling and capping machinery to help cannabis processors optimize accuracy, consistency, and efficiency. So Thompson Duke Industrial, as I mentioned, is the original equipment manufacturer and a wholly owned subsidiary of Portland Engineering Incorporated. The company's Portland, Oregon operation designs, manufactures, and distributes a line of filling machines specifically designed for filling cannabis oil vaporizer devices, along with mouthpiece fastening machines and process performance and reporting data systems. Welcome to the show today, Mike. Thanks, Bethany. Happy to be here. Great. So let's start by getting to know you a little bit better. Would you mind sharing a bit about your background and previous experience before before getting into cannabis industry related activities? Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I'm an electrical engineer and I have uh, have 32 years of experience doing large process automation. So uh, these are large facilities like power plants and municipal water plants, natural gas storage, uh, food and beverage. Um, and I'm one of the major shareholders in Portland Engineering, which is our, our parent company. Excellent, excellent. So you've been there for a long time, it sounds like. Yeah, quite a long time. Great, great. Very different from modern day uh, job hoppers where, you know, you change jobs every couple of years. So it's nice. Yeah, I, I did change jobs a few years ago because we started Thompson Duke Industrial as a wholly owned subsidiary. So I shifted away from the day to day Portland engineering tasks of, you know, programming automation systems into managing Thompson Duke Industrial and building it up from a startup to where we are today. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> So um, as far as moving into the cannabis industry and getting involved in um, helping with get these cartridges filled, right? Um, You know, what made you decide to get into the cannabis industry from, you know, it sounds like the company was working on some very stable, uh, you know, traditional uh, sectors. Cannabis is still federally illegal. So you know, how did that decision come to be to move into that space? Well, um, about eight years ago, we were approached by an extractor manufacturer um, who had built a CO2 extractor that was uh, pretty efficient. The only issue was it could not run an automatic. So everything was manual, all the valving, uh, all the temperature control, everything was manual. And they Uh, asked us if we were interested in automating this machine uh, for them. And they had spoken with a couple of other local systems integrators who uh, had declined the offer because of the stigma with cannabis. Uh, Our situation um, had to have a discussion with my partners about it. We were doing quite a bit of work for municipal 
uh, you know, water and wastewater treatments. We were doing federal work for um, the Army Corps of Engineers and the Bureau of Land Management on, on dams um, in, in the Northwest. And, um, you know, cannabis was still, you know, illegal, not, you know, not even adult use. Um, you know, Colorado had just started up. Uh, Washington hadn't even really come on yet. Oregon was on the brink. Um, but we have a different outlook on cannabis. You know, um, I believe it just has amazing therapeutic benefits. And whether it's consumed primarily for medical treatments or, you know, adult discretionary use. And my, my partners did agree with that. Um, I think that we, as a, as a company, were always, um, you know, very open to cannabis use among our people, never really had a problem with that. Um, and so we uh, embarked on the automation project for the CO2 extraction machine. Uh, it was very successful. Um, and we would go out to, you know, the, the facilities where they're being sold to, to help start up and train the operators for it. And what we found was um, <clears throat> they would have kilos of oil and thousands of cartridges and no practical way to fill the cartridges. So we also then recognized the opportunity for, you know, filling machinery. Um, and so we designed and built the, our first um, autom automated uh, cartridge filling machine. Um, we came out of the gates pretty heavy. It had a lot of capacity to it and there weren't a lot of uh, companies who really needed to use, you know, a, a fully automatic one. So um, shortly after that, we built a semi-automatic that was less expensive, much easier to use. Um, if you only wanted to fill a couple thousand cartridges a day, uh, it, it was perfect. Even if you only wanted to fill a couple hundred a day, it worked really great. So, um, you know, soon after that, we had a line of cartridge filling machines. Excellent. Um, I, I love the, the, the vape pens. I, I, I use them all the time. They're very convenient. They're discreet. Uh, I think, I think they're an awesome product. So it's cool to hear about kind of the behind the scenes of how they get put together. Yeah. Uh, so um, it's 2022 now, believe it or not. Uh, so you've been doing this for quite a while. Uh, tell, me, tell me a bit more about the company and, and how things are looking as we head into the future here. And more and more states are legalizing cannabis for either adult or medical use. Um, yeah, so, you know, cannabis vape, uh, and CBD, you know, for, for medicinal, um, you know, is extremely popular and actually gaining more popularity in the concentrate sector of the cannabis market. So um, our business has been expanding pretty rapidly. You know, one of our challenges is to make sure that we can build enough machines to have them in stock. So when uh, our buyers and our clients are interested in buying one, we can ship it immediately. Um, so as the managing director for Thompson Duke Industrial, I'm responsible for making sure that our production has all the resources they need to manufacture enough machines so we have that adequate inventory. Um, that includes, you know, what our cash flow looks like, what, um, what supply chain constraints that we have, and our production um, manager, supply chain and production director, will keep an eye on what's happening out there. And then um, I work closely with him 
to make sure that we're able to have enough inventory. If we fall behind on inventory, it gets to be a big burden for us. Uh, people want to buy machines, they put money down. We may have to wait several weeks. We're stacking people up. So we put a big focus into making sure that we've got machines in, in stock all the time. And it's getting more difficult now with the supply chain situations. So um, I also work with our chief technical officer and our engineering team um, for designing new machines and introducing them into the market. We make, uh, we've made some slight modifications to our filling machines over the last few years. Um, and then we have to do a lot of testing, a lot of R&D, uh, a lot of production um, and make sure that everything's going to work well. So we work with some partner clients to test everything for us before we would release it. And then we have to build a lot of them <laughs> to have them in stock when we release, you know, uh, small enhancements or new machines. Um, so our main focus here, and this is my primary job, is to focus on our clients' production efficiencies. Um, so we want to be able to provide solutions for our clients so they can be successful. And this includes like the whole front end of the cartridge handling. This cart cartridges come in all sorts of different packaging um, when they're delivered to the client. So they could be in a box, in a foam tray. They could be in a bag. Um, and then all the way through handling that onto the machine filling and then fastening the mouthpieces as well. So we've worked out several different methods for both the front end and the back end. So we have three mouthpiece fastening solutions and uh, have several different uh, cartridge handling front end solutions. Um, mm. And we work with every cartridge manufacturer on the market. They, we see every cartridge that there is that comes comes in into our office and we test awesome. every one of them. So when our clients want to want to buy a machine from us, we just got to determine what cartridges are they using and make sure they've got the right solution. Um, they can actually take them out of a foam tray and put them right on the machine and fill them that way. They can transfer them into a, a hard fixed tray for, you know, fastening mouthpieces that take a lot of force. Uh, so we have to be as flexible as possible um, to meet our clients' needs. That's the main the main thing. Awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. Sweet. I'm sorry. We have to take a quick commercial break sure. here. But yeah, let's uh, take that quick commercial break and then we'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and I am talking with Mike Hogan from Thompson Duke Industrial about the vaporizer market, very popular product in the cannabis industry. So the devices are one part of all of this, and then the actual cannabis oil formulas that go into the cartridges is another crucial part of all this. So there is kind of a standard mass-produced vape pen battery that you can get for like 10 bucks at most dispensaries and most cartridges fit they just screw right on so there's also these proprietary designs uh, from other certain companies that have their own special shape and they require special specific pods or cartridges that go into them Um, i'm wondering over the years what evolutions of vaporizer pen designs and technologies have you seen? We saw a lot of changes between 2014 and 2017, and they were primarily with uh, the form factor of, of the, uh, the cartridges, uh, how they were structured, and the elements that are used to vaporize. Um, there was a lot of changes in that time. Around that time, most of the uh, the cartridge manufacturers started to standardize on you know a ceramic element that was a core, um, and so we haven't seen a real lot of, of differences between then and now. Other than there are some real unique devices out there um, that have some features that haven't really been fully utilized yet. Um, one, of, one of the things that's really important, as you mentioned, the batteries and the different types of devices, there's also um, viscosity of the oil and the actual formula of the oil. What formulation, what is actually in it? Is it a live resin? Does it have botanical terpenes, which not much of them do now anyway? And how that all works together to be able to vaporize the cannabinoids, because that is really what you're trying to to do. So um, there has been some devices out there that you can actually program the the vape device with a profile on it for the power that's required for that specific formula. We've seen a few of these out there. Hasn't really gotten much traction yet, but that's a really good direction to go because the the um, the processor who formula formulates the oil will be able to know by testing how to optimize uh, the vaporization of the cannabinoids in the oil. So if it's a CBD THC combination, do you want to have more CBD in there? Are, are you looking for uh, more of a THC type of delivery? Uh, that all has to do with what the power on, on the battery is with the voltage to the battery um, and the device as well. So if the device has that programmed in there, each device, even the same device could have different programs on there. You connect it to the battery, the battery then will deliver that uh, for a certain 
period of time throughout the hit. We've seen three or four of those out there. I think that that, as far as advancements, is is one of the, the best things we've seen. Again, not very uh, popular yet. Um, NCIA did a really great uh, webinar on this specific issue. Um, I think it was uh, on just May 24th. Um, so there's a lot of great information there. And so we're hopeful towards that. Interesting. All right. So on the other hand, there's there's the oil, as I mentioned. Um, we saw a health crisis hit our industry in 2019. Uh, so we, we did publish a white paper several years ago on the vaping crisis is kind of what we called it. Um, if I recall correctly, there was an issue with vitamin E acetate being used in the oil, in the formula. Um, the state of Massachusetts even banned vaporizers entirely for a short while. Um, this situation was putting people in the hospital with lung infections. Is that right? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, E-Valley is what it was called. So it's uh, e-cigarette vaping use associated lung injury. Um, and it was primarily caused by vitamin E acetate um, being added to the oils uh, almost entirely, well, it was entirely done on the traditional market. So it was not happening on the regulated market at all. And it was in states where they really had no regulations whatsoever. Um, it was really a pivotal point, I think, in the, in the vape industry. Um, the, you know, as you said, Massachusetts banned, banned vapes. Um, Oregon, where we are, uh, they, you know, they put a halt to anything going into a, a vape formula that was not part of the plant, uh, just so they could evaluate for several, you know, for several months. Um, and the brands, the cannabis industry really rallied to highlight that the problem was in the traditional market. And really the messaging was that the regulated cannabis market didn't cause a problem, didn't participate in the problem. The problems were manifested in the states that didn't have a regulated framework. And so NCIA was a large part of that. And, um, you know, it, it really brought everybody together and changed the direction of the type of formulations that are available um, out there now. Uh, some states don't allow any uh, non-cannabis derived terpenes to be in the vape. Um, almost all, you know, almost all of them do now. Um, and really uh, brought to the forefront um, the live resin type of formulas, entire plant forms, and even to a, a live rosin type of formula, which is really kind of difficult to, um, you know, to develop and uh, to even to fill into a cartridge. So it was a real critical thing. It's been several years, but, um, and that happened, you know, that entire three, four month period was really difficult for everybody. All the brands, all the machinery suppliers, uh, you know, uh, extractor manufacturers, all of us were, were hurt hard on that for three or four months. And that led directly into COVID. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 You're so you're right. It's so did. Absolutely. Um, so as you mentioned, the regulations and restrictions were tightened around vaporizer, cannabis oils then so effectively just limiting the additives for example um what other changes have you been seeing on how 
the cannabis oil used in vaporizers have changed and uh you know are those changes really for the best or just you know just adding more regulations to keep us on our toes <laughs> um you know i think that um as far as regulation is concerned, really what it is is uh, put a focus onto what is actually in those oil, oil formulations. Uh, can we just take any kind of botanical terpene that's not cannabis derived and put it in with distillate oil? And is that okay? That had a lot of scrutiny at the time. And the shift went towards more all plant formulas. So the terpenes are plant derived. Um, it's okay, you know, to have uh, distillate, which, and then add back in some uh, cannabis-derived terpenes. So it actually opened up a market for cannabis-derived terpenes. Um, I am a big fan of, of all plant uh, formulations. I think that that's where the medicinal side is, the therapeutic side of it is. So it really moved us and shifted it over. And the quality uh, and the experience just from my friends that I'm with and other people in the industry experience now with live resin and live rosin formulas is, is really significant. So it's been, the outcome has been quite good, I think. Awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned COVID. Uh, that pandemic uh, came into our lives in early 2020, and that was its own can of worms as well. Um, I think I really got into the gummies <laughs> at the beginning of the pandemic and right. some, some changes, you know, we're a little more hesitant to share joints in a circle as traditionally done. Um, so not as much of that as we did before. Any other impacts that you saw for our industry um, as a result of the COVID pandemic? Uh, well, leading into COVID was, uh, we were pretty nervous because um, we kind of saw it coming in January and all the vape devices come from China. And in early in the year, China, you know, the Chinese New Year uh, celebration happens and all the factories shut down. So if, if the brands want cartridges, empty ones to fill, they have to make those orders in Q4 so they can get them sometime in March. But that Chinese New Year got extended. So there, there was a shortage of vape devices, which I sort of thought would go on for longer than it did. And fortunately, it, it didn't. Um, you know, by late February, we knew we had to vacate our manufacturing facility. We took care of our people, make sure that they had everything needed financially, health insurance. Um, and we had a lot of inventory. And so we were able to still support our sales. Um, it had a you know, overall COVID, everybody I knew who was in the ancillary businesses like us kind of buckled down, get ready for some serious financial hits. And then we saw the highest sales that we've ever seen in every market starting in, in March and April. And it carried all the way through into the summer, which was a really big surprise for us. Gotcha. Um, looking back, should have known it was going to happen. But <laughs> wow, yeah. We're, we'll, we'll have to polish our crystal balls uh, <laughs> for the future. All right, let's take yep. our last commercial break and then we'll be right back to chat more with Mike Hogan from Thompson Duke Industrial. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. 
All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, and we are wrapping up our chat with Mike Hogan from Thompson Duke Industrial. Uh, and we've been talking about the vaporizer mar- market, um, the vaping crisis, uh, supply chain issues, pandemics, they're all tied in together. But let's uh, let's talk about the future a little bit. Um, and in fact, the past, because Thompson Duke Industrial has been a member of NCIA for, for many years. Um, and before the pandemic, when in-person events were more of a, a regular thing, um, we would certainly come to Portland, Oregon, one of my favorite cities, and host our evening networking receptions, uh, cannabis caucuses, and industry socials. Um, so you used to go to those too, right? You and your coworkers. We would, yeah. Uh, especially if you had if you had one in Portland, we would definitely be there. It was really great to connect with our local community. Um, there was the content was always awesome. Uh, we would have you know discussions about regulations and what the effort NCIA was doing, at, you know, even towards federal regulation. Um, so and just being a part of that community has always been important to us in addition to all the trade shows that we would go to the ncia ones which were some of the best that we ever went to the one you know down in uh, northern california of course everybody came out to that one. Oh yeah yeah the cannabis business summit our uh, our yep. biggest trade show right exactly um yeah well we're working our way back up to the trade shows but so far um we've kind of gotten our uh, our feet wet in the in-person event world. Uh, we just hosted uh, a three-city tour in the state of New York. Uh, we called that one Insights and Influencers, the New York Opportunity Tour, and we had partnered with longtime NCIA members, Canna Advisors, to host those events. So we went to Rochester, Al- Albany, and New York City, um, for our evening networking receptions. It's great. Um, we're going to get back into doing this. We're going to do it again in Colorado um, in late July. It looks like uh, July 28th in Denver. Uh, we will be hosting uh, an industry social to continue to cultivate this cannabis community. So um, NCIA members definitely um, check out announcements about that to join us on July 28th. Um, and I believe if you're not a member of NCIA, you can still purchase tickets for uh, $50. Um, so definitely keep an eye on that. We're excited to see NCIA members in person. Um, it's, you know, it's great to do Zoom meetings because it's convenient, but, you know, it's there's something special about being able to, you know, talk to people in person and, you know, really catch up and see people's faces. Um, so are, are you getting back out there a little bit with events or is it a little slow going for you too? Um, yeah, we are getting back out there this year for events. Um, you know, we, we were off for a couple of years. Yep. Um, 
you know, the, the, the trade show circuits changed a little bit for us um, that we, we were really well established in the West. Um, we used to you know, have a lot of buyers that would come to trade shows and uh, we meet them there, but um, yeah. we don't see as many. Uh, East Coast is looking really great. And the European market for us is something that's really starting to develop. So we're, we're spending quite a bit of time over there. We just switched to last month or you know, a few weeks ago. We're, we're going to go to Germany next next month. Uh, we were in Spain in March. We're going to be in Czech Republic uh, in November. Um, we're seeing quite a bit happen over there in the European market. Wow. Yeah, that's great to hear as well. Um, you know, we're still chugging along here state by state here in the United States, but it is it's incredibly encouraging to to see countries in Europe like Germany um, moving moving in the direction of cannabis. Um, can you take me with you? That would be great. Can can I go? <laughs> Absolutely. You can come with us. Um, <laughs> Put I me think in the that, suitcase. <laughs> yeah, um, it's. <laughs> Kind of expensive to get there right now, um, <laughs> just because yeah. every, everybody wants to travel to Europe finally, and you know fuel prices are up, I suppose. But um, it's yeah. definitely worth it when you, once you get there. The experience is great, and the people are fantastic, and they're really very, very serious in in Europe as far as GMP facilities, pharma grade. Um, you know the machines have to be certified. Um, and it's really just an emerging market, but, uh, there are some players out there who are doing very well and there's quite a bit of funding as well. So we're looking really forward to it. Germany, Switzerland, Malta, all going to have adult use, uh, CBD vape is extremely popular. Um, like, like I say, the, um, the, the pharmaceutical grade vape device, market hasn't even developed yet but it will be required there are things that are happening with uh israeli research companies that have got some really great formulations for medicinal uh so we're really excited about it i have a lot of really good contacts over there and some distributors already great great that's awesome to hear all right well we have run out of time but uh where can folks find out more about thompson duke industrial thompsonduke.com very simple uh we have instagram uh presence linkedin presence um so at thompson duke uh or on linkedin thompson duke as well um for me it's the same just underscore hogan uh you can send send an email to contact at and we'd love to have a conversation anybody ever want to give us a call and just talk about some of these things uh we're always open to it Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for joining me on the show today. Thank you. And and thanks to our listeners for continuing to tune in to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.